What is up, everybody? It is your boy, Chris Lee TV, back again with another interview today. I have Tanisha Reed, the legacy builder. Uh, what she does is she is in the insurance field. I'm going to let her tell you more about what she does and what she does for truckers. Um, so everybody, this is Miss Tanisha Reed. Hello, everybody. Thank you, Chris, for having me. I am the legacy builder and the owner of Long Haul Life. And my job is to serve business owners inside of the trucking industry. My focus is retirement planning and business succession planning. Okay. And let's see. So like, one of the things that I'm really big on is the life insurance. And I saw that on your page when I followed you. And I, I think I've reached out to you and I was like, well, you're like, I love your niche because for me, uh, that is a huge thing in the trucking industry as far as like making sure that we're able to provide for our families, whether we're here or not. Um, I know when we first started driving, we don't make a whole lot of money. And I feel like having life insurance is like one of the foundational things to like starting your financial literacy journey. But what made you want to do something like this? Right. So being quite frank, I got into um, the insurance industry. Um, it, was the, it was actually the, the seminar was on financial literacy. And I was like, man, my people need to know this information. So the reason why I even got into the trucking industry or at least serving the trucking industry was because I was like, I want a piece. I want a piece of this industry, no matter what happens to the economy, this industry is going to consistently run. So I was like, okay, well, how do I serve them best? And um, I love this industry because it allows for a lot of our people to be able to thrive with not as much education. So you don't have to go to college mm -hmm. and you could have made a mistake, had a felony and you could start your life over and make good money. So I was like, well, how do I do my part to um, help these people who have invested in themselves and help them to keep this money going so that not only do they serve themselves and provide the best life for themselves, but leave a legacy for their family. True. So I see on the screen, um, we have the Legacy Builder and we also have LHL, um, Long Haul Life. So can you give me some more background in that? Uh, like, do you have family that's in the trucking industry or is that just something that you started on your own? Um, I do have a couple of cousins are in the industry, not exactly distant cousins, so I was close. <laughs> But um, like I said, we get into the industry, um, no one directly to me. It was more or less because I understand the power of no matter what happens to the industry, everything has to be shipped. And the way to transport something is on the truck. So I said, okay, let me serve them. And I said, my background was going towards educating my people inside the industry. So which came first, the chicken or the egg, right? Which came first, the insurance side or um, you being... Well, both, like, I'm sure you're, you're, you have your own insurance agency and you just, um, okay. So yeah, my own insurance agency, it was a different name before and I switched the name. Well, yeah. I'm doing DBA based on, um, long haul life is a DBA, um, focusing just on trucking and that's my focus. Okay. So which came first, the insurance agency or the trucking company? No, insurance agency. Yeah. I don't have a trucking company. I only serve the trucking industry. Oh, okay, so LHL is actually the insurance agency. Exactly. Understood. Okay, so long haul life. The whole, like whole goal is for you to turn your head around and say, oh, you, you're in the trucking industry. Oh, do you own a truck? No, I serve the truck. That's awesome. Yeah. That because 
thanks to my marketing consultant, Chastity. She told me, um, my name my company was um, the Life Protection Agency initially. And she was like, they're not going to know what you do. (laughs) So because this is my niche, only trucking, call me only if you're a trucker. Well, only if you're in the transportation industry. So I'm dealing with dispatchers, brokers, and everything. Um, And to dive in a little bit more specifically what I do when I say retirement planning, what sets me apart, not only that I'm the only one inside of the industry that's doing it, but I tap into the why. Why is it that you even got into the trucking industry in the first place? What is the lifestyle that you actually want for yourself and your family? Like, you got to dive in because insurance is something that's like, it seems like a theory, like, oh, I may use it one day. Oh, this needs to be something that is like essential and it's like your, your electric bill. Like, you don't skip over this payment. This is to set you up. This is to protect your assets. So for me, retirement planning, you as a business owner, you don't have a retirement plan that's set in place already. You know what I'm saying? You have to establish that. It's not, so what, what's, what's the part of your salary? First, are you even paying yourself? And then what percentage of what you're paying yourself are you going to put set aside to establish um, your um, retirement plan? Because if you don't plan for it, it's going to come and you're going to continue working. You burn yourself out. But the whole reason why you become an, an entrepreneur is to get your time back. So how do we get that time back? How do we establish that and create that system? And then the other side is business succession planning, which is what happens to your business if something happens to you? Like that plan needs to be in place. Um, if you are a solo owner, um, like how do you how do how do you plan on passing this on? Do you want this to be passed to your kids? Mm-hmm. Um, is it in writing? Do you have a will and trust? If not, um, what, what what are the different strategies on that? Um, do you have a key manager that's that's essential to your business? And if something happens to them, how is your business affected? Like say that you have a key manager and they're running. Um, you have a brokerage and you have dispatch side and maybe they're running both sides or anything like that where it's like, I need them. Think of how much you're paying them and then think of how much you're profiting off of what they do because they have a value. So if you lose them, it's going to be hard to find another them. So sometimes what you'll do is you'll get a key person's insurance, get a policy on them through the business and the business is the beneficiary. And when something happens to them, then what you'll do is you'll get that money back and then the money keeps running. The operations keep right. running um, like nothing ever happened while you're finding that key person to fill their place. Um, it's a little, little something, but it gets deeper. Partnerships. It gets deeper than that? Oh, it gets deeper than that. Say so you have a partner. Say me and you yeah. are a partner, right? And I like, I like it better when it's three people. So say it's three of us, right? And... Um, you can either do a one or two way if there's a, you have a um, buy-sell agreement that's put in place. Now, you may have a partnership agreement that already kind of stays what happens to the business, something happens to you. But mm-hmm. in buy-sell, this is written by your attorney. So you need three people, three people, three people on your team to do your, um, your business such plan. You need an attorney to make sure they write out the buy-sell agreement. You need an accountant to actually evaluate what your business is worth. And even a life insurance agent to actually fund the policy. So when you have the buy-sell agreement, there's two. There's an entity agreement, and then there's a cross-purchase agreement. The entity agreement means that the business owns the policies on all three of us, right? Mm-hmm. So if something happens to us, the, biz, the, the business is the beneficiary, and it pays out towards the heir. 
of that person's interest. So now that your your kids or your wife or whoever's not even in the industry, they're not a burden on the business, but we mm-hmm. give them what they're due because of their business interest, because we have already evaluated what the um, value of the business is. The other side of the cross purchase is I have a policy on you. You have a per, um, I have a policy on you and a third person. You have a policy on me and a third person. And then that person has a policy on me and you. Mm-hmm. Something happens to us, we buy out their interest and pay out the, the family. So our interest ends up becoming 50-50 compared to the business getting the, that, that additional interest. The same thing goes, we buy them out so we can keep the operations going. Instead of going into the operational costs, we have that funding input to the side. So yes. it's the early business, but especially in the first three years, that's really big because you don't have any cash value really established um, in your business. So it's best to fund it. I love that. That is really awesome. That's like, that's a little farther ahead than some of where my audience is. I do a lot of um, uh, like CDL. I help people get their CDL and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I love like I'm I'm hip with what you're talking about because I I read like I read a lot of books, and what got me interested in like getting a life insurance policy I think was the book The Millionaire Next Door, or like The Millionaire by Thirty, one of the millionaire books, and and that was part of what they used to um to I guess help them with their like you said like the legacy building and things like that. So I think that is amazing. Like just even being like knowing stuff like that is actually done and it exists. Like I love hearing stuff like that because that, that is just like something that's not talked about. Like you said in the beginning, that's something that's not talked about that it's kind of like, it's behind a a veil It's behind a door. Like you, we're not behind the doors where we hear things like that. Like that stuff is so important. Like, if something does happen to, like you said, one of those individuals, there are contingencies in place so that everything keeps going. And they're not, it's not just like for the business, but even for the family of the person who had the unfortunate cause of death, right? So when you're thinking about business and not to be like, um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be looked at as someone who thinks like, you know, death is going to happen to everybody, but being prepared for everything, like as much as we can, like, that's what I like about what you do is you help people be prepared for, it's not even the unknown, like that's the most known thing. Known thing, yeah, that's the one thing we know (laughs) what's going to happen, and that's the one thing, especially in our community, that we don't like to talk about. Yeah. Like, like we're jinxing ourselves, and it's like, no, that's why we're so far behind, because we didn't have that plan in place. You know, these whole GoFundMe's and fish fries and everything. Look now, right? Get you a policy. And stop playing. Yes. And and have, and if you can't leave something for your kids or do certain things for your kids while you're alive, leave them something else. Start them off. I don't care how old your kids are. It's never at an age where you can't get a jump up or a new head start or mm-hmm. be able to have an investment into a business that you can build. Like even with these being just see them looking to become um, getting their CEO um, license with you. Um, these are seeds that need to be planted 
for the mindset that needs mm-hmm. to be established to become an entrepreneur. Yes. He's a full circle, you know what I'm saying? Because you want to be able to pass this down or at least have your kids benefit off of your hard work. We're, right. we're not working for nothing. No, definitely. Uh, what are some of the things that you think, because I have like my list of like the foundational things as far as like what you need to be an entrepreneur. And I think like on my list is like something that you provide as a life insurance. That's like one of the biggest things on my list. Right. If you could provide a list of like the foundational things uh, a new entrepreneur would need to be successful um, as far as like laying the foundation, right? What would, what would your list look like? I would definitely say you have a coach. Mm. Um, that's, that's huge because you, yeah. you want to buy people's mistakes. Um, for me, that's the only thing that's hard for the position that I am. I don't have anybody who's done what I'm doing right now. So mm-hmm. I'm like plain, planning each step slowly, content. How do I make sure that I'm, I'm able to hit the market I'm looking at? How do I communicate effectively that I'm breaking it down so it's understood that I'm saying, people that are not in the industry and it's little things and lost when it comes to um, making sure your business is protected. If somebody has made those mistakes already. Right. Why go through them, bump your head when you can just aim whatever it is that they, they that they have, um, that they're asking for because people's time are, is valuable and I do respect people's time. Yes. Um, so pay with whatever they're asking for, but you're buying the mistakes that they made, not that everything was perfect because it's not going to be perfect. It's going to be hard. So pay for a coach. Um, I have a marketing consultant. I'm paying her because, you know, I'm trying to do Instagram and stuff and act like I know what I'm doing. And, you know, you try and then you wonder why followers aren't going and you're not getting engagement. Mm -hmm. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane and hire people to do everything else. That's key for me. Um, And what else? Make sure you just... Stay refreshed on what's going on in your industry. Yes. Um, whatever insurance is necessary. Um, mine is a little unique. Um, life insurance. Is it one of those insurances that's like you need this to operate? Um, but like I said, if you don't, as I feel, you don't already have an, a retirement plan in place. So you have to create that. And your business can't be your retirement plan. Business will big up every single day. So mm-hmm. that can't be the plan. <laughs> we have where your your retire your life insurance plan actually can pay you out every month or annually, so depending on how you want to set it up, just like your 401k would do. Yes. So that's wonderful. You mentioned uh, that you have to stay up on your game. So as an insurance provider, I don't know if I'm saying that in the correct term, but how do you do that? Well, for me, so I work through a marketing company. So Mm -hmm. we have different seminars every week on what's going on in industry, um, what's going on in the um, in um, finance overall. So that's how I say up on the game is internally. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then I also wanted to ask, like, with what's going on now in the world, how has that affected, like? your business, and also the policies that you're um, putting in place for different drivers or, like you said, dispatchers or brokers. Mm-hmm. Is, is there, are there now, like, new terms, or are there anything that's changed? Is there anything that changed in the industry? Something that has been 
it's really, how do I say that? Um, the one thing is they ask COVID questions now. So they're going to ask either about COVID, have you had any exposure to it? Mm-hmm. But now um, it's anybody that's a table four or table six, anywhere through there, which means they have a little more health ailments. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're not, they're not um, accepting them. They're like, wait till next year and see if we'll reevaluate when we take them now because we would usually take them, um, but unfortunately right now it's too risky. I had a client who was on um, immunosuppressant, uh, immunosuppressant drug, and though she had um, no cases where she had to go to the hospital or be treated in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. because she was on the medication and it's going to lower her immune system, they mm-hmm. won't approve her. So little things like that, because of the um, pandemic and the virus going around the way it is, if they think that you may more, be more susceptible to getting it, they are watching and being careful of approving you. Right now. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Um, but I understand that's how insurance companies work. That's how they cover it, the, how they CYA, right? And um, what I'm like familiar with is that like, I've never heard, I guess, what I've heard is it's like, it's just like, if it, if it is an issue that it will potentially cost more. So you're saying that they're not even going to uh, provide any type of insurance for just, just based off of not being able to fight the virus properly. Right. Wow. There are some cases like you can have health ailments and they, it will cost more, mm-hmm. but there are certain cases where they're like, oh, I don't want to take a chance on it. Try us back in six months. Okay. And and see if where we are as a country regarding different regulations. Um, right. And <clears throat> from what we're seeing, I don't think six months is going to be the the. the yeah. So it's really the sooner sooner you can get in, the better. Don't mm-hmm. wait because. And the other thing is really really big. Be honest with your insurance agent. Mm-hmm. You have to be very transparent with your. You're with your insurance agent. It's almost like having an attorney. I can't protect you unless I know what's really going on. Right. So if you lie, it's going to pop up. You know, it's going to pop up, and now you got to decline on your record. And it works kind of like credit. When mm-hmm. something bad pops up on your credit, something bad pops up on your MIB, they're like, wait a minute, what's going on? Okay, we need to understand why you were declined. Right. And depending on the situation of the client, some companies, if you mark the client on the application, you're automatically going to be denied. Mm. So I would need to know, okay, I would need to oh, also, have you ever been declined and why? Okay, well, right. let me book a company that will dig a little deeper so they can say, well, even though you were declined, we don't mind this situation. We'll go ahead and prove you. That's why you have to be honest. Understood. Yeah. Um, so what are some of the most popular policies that you write or underwrite? My favorite is the IUL, Index Universal Life. Yes. Tell me why. Tell me why, please. Tell you why. Um, Index Universal. So with Index Universal Life, um, I like to compare it to um, the stock market, right? And this is why I also use the same vehicle when I'm doing the retirement planning. Stock market market goes up and down. You have going directly to the stock market with the really high highs you get really low lows. Mm-hmm. Okay, really low lows is the scary part because like your 401k, you have no idea. You cannot plan what you're going to have for retirement. 
because the market is so up and down, you have no idea where your money is and where it's going. And then it's taxed after. Going into an IUL, your money is pre-taxed. So when it comes out for retirement, there's no taxes coming out. So you already have a ballpark. And then with the S&P 500, though it is in the stock market, with the IULs, there's a cap and there's a floor. Mm-hmm. So I have some policies that have a floor of 0%, which means that if the stock market goes into a negative, you are safe with a floor of 0%. It won't go into a negative. Right. You'll be able to... Um, you just won't be able to lose. You just won't lose your investment. Right. You may, now some people, you have to explain um, IULs correctly because some people are like, well, it went down. Well, your cost of insurance went up inside the policy. Maybe you still have to pay that, but really it didn't go into the negative. You just didn't make as much interest on your money as usual. Right. People have to be able to show that they're reading that. So a lot of some people don't like IULs, and that's because they're not properly explained most of the time. So you have to make sure you're with an agent that even if they have access to IULs, they actually understand it um, to be able to explain it to you properly because they can write it for a check. But that's me. I write for relationships, and I actually care that you understand it. I explain mm-hmm. it down to the core. Um, so then you have again. So I have policies, you know, that have a cap of ten percent. So when the policy, the, the market goes up, yeah, it might have been 20%. You might have got that playing in the market, but mm-hmm. there's high rewards, there's great risk. So now mm-hmm. you have a more, um, a safer vehicle to be able to experience the market um, as well as not having um, as much of a risk of, you don't have the risk of, of losing your investment into it. So you can better calculate which, what it is that you're going to have in retirement, as well as um, we we do it at a at a um, an interest rate when we show you um, what your potential retirement is. That's very um, comparable because it's 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 based off of the last twenty years that the market goes up and down, up and down, up and down, mm-hmm. and yeah. So then you also have to decide that the IUL has living benefits. Living benefits, you have you know, heart attack, stroke, cancer, ALS, um, and major organ failure, um, and a couple other things that are listed. Mm-hmm. And what happens is they'll accelerate your death benefit while you're alive. Now, the percentage is based off of what your life expectancy is and your age at the time of how much they're going to give you. But you can right. go ahead and keep some of that money while you're alive to work for you to pay bills, pay doctor's bills, stuff like that, because it's more expensive to get sick than just die. Mm-hmm. And we want, but it really is. It's yeah. way more expensive to get sick than just die. Understood. Um, so I just wanted to throw some things out about the Index Universal Life Insurance that I've heard and that um, where like the contribution, uh, the more you contribute, like the, the higher... What is it? I, I've heard about something like as far as like the contribution, like like you want to contribute a lot of money to the IUL to make it work the proper way, right? Yeah, you can do that, but if that's really based off of what's going on with um, that's based on the government and um, on how much you can put into it before it's taxed. So mm-hmm. you have to make sure you have a policy um, that is um, met that isn't met which is a modified endowed contract, endowment contract, which if it goes that, if, if, 
it is if you have that on your policy, which you have to be careful of, mm-hmm. you could be liable to paying taxes on that life insurance policy when it's paid out. So you have to be careful of that. So but so like a lot of people like to um, compare it to the IRA. Gotcha. And when you are comparing it to that, yeah, they have a cap of I think of like fifty five, sometimes it's around six thousand, something mm-hmm. like that. Well, your cap is higher inside of IU will based off whatever your death benefit is. So you can overfund it to make it last longer and grow more cash value. But you have to go and check with the agency each year to figure out what is the max that you can put in the policy so that you won't be taxed. Understood. And you were saying earlier about being able to borrow against the IUL just a little bit. I don't think you use those terms, but like for medical issues that you have. Um, with the IUL, you can borrow against it. Is there anything else you can use? Yeah, that's, that's different. So with the, what I was saying earlier was the accelerated death benefit. So that's based okay. off of your health. So it's to have a cash value that's built that you can actually borrow against. Um, you, what you're doing is actually taking a loan against the policy, but mm-hmm. it doesn't have to pay back. And based on whatever the interest rate is, when you take the money out. Prayerfully, during that time, the interest rate that's on there, that um, that is currently on there that year, will be higher than that so that you, you're not really losing anything and it's still growing as if nothing was taken out. Um, so with that, the cash value, you're borrowing against it, come from the cash value, whatever's there. Once there's cash there, you can take it out. But I um, like to um, warn you to do it anywhere from 10 to 15 years. You want it to build up. Mm-hmm. Just like you would your um, 401k, you want it to build up and the money stay there. You don't want to prematurely start taking money out um, before it really gets moving and building cash value in it. But the accelerated death benefit, something happens to your health, that comes out at your, your actual death benefit. So the number's larger for that. Understood. So with some of the policies, like I know that there's so many different policies and you were saying like, uh, with the index universal, but with like retirement and you were saying something about like 401k, there's like a lot of different things that you want to get life insurance for. Um, right. Like what, what are, what can you go into more depth about that? So with your life insurance policy, you want to make sure you, you have more. So some people think that this is a one-time deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you only get one policy and you set for life, but it really changes right. as you have more kids, as you have more assets, as your network as a person increases, you want to get more insurance to cover. Um, so what you want to do is based on that, assess the strategy, and this is what your insurance base, you know, assessing the strategy that's best for you per situation. So like I have a policy that I have for myself just for my health. Like literally, I'm only going to use that policy to pull from the cash value or pull from my accelerated death benefit. Something happens to me. Then I have a policy I've established for myself that has a retirement. As no, actually, that one is for my kids. So the death benefit is going to be heavier. Cash value isn't going to grow as much. Then I have a policy I'm probably going to do next year on myself, which is my retirement policy, which mm-hmm. is going to grow a lot more cash and it's going to have a cutoff date of when I stop paying for the policy. And when it will um, pay out annually or monthly, a policy payouts me just like your one pay could do. So having a policy for each situation, you need to know when you have your policy, okay, what is the strategy that they're using? Is it heavier on the cash value or is it heavier on the death benefit for my family? And the older that you are, that's why it's important to get the policies earlier. 
once you cross like that 5850 threshold, especially for men, mm-hmm. that cash value heavy policy, you're going to pay a lot for. So your strategy is going to be switching for being for mm-hmm. your kids. Even though you can use it for your retirement fund, you won't be able to get that benefit as much as if you're a little bit younger, getting it at a, at a better rate. Right. Your will be able to go heavier for you. Okay. So you were saying like, I've heard of, um, what is it? Like a HSA, right? Like a health savings account. Mm-hmm. And you're also talking about like the accelerated death benefit, being able to use that, if I'm saying it correctly, for some of your uh, health issues. Is there, uh, like, do you prefer that over something like an HSA? Or like using- I don't know about the HSA, to be honest with you. I, have okay. to learn. I don't know about that yet. Okay. Well, like even with the 401k, right? Do you recommend a, a life insurance policy maybe over a 401k in some instances or things, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to retirement? I, I personally, so for me, because I don't want to speak against 401ks of people that have them, um, what, what I will say is to tax diversify. So with, don't put in your 401k more that they're going to match, even mm-hmm. though I tell people, whatever they're matching, if the market crashes, the money that they match you with is going to go too. Right. <laughs> but if you're going to have one because of that benefit of the matching, then what you want to do is don't put anything over that and any access that you would use, put that towards a life insurance policy. Right. Um, so that you can tax diversify because that money that will be coming out comes out totally different at the tax bracket level. Yeah. The other thing that's pretty cool about your life insurance when you when you establish it in retirement is that it doesn't affect your social security at all mm. compared to your 401k will. They will assess your social security based off of the income that's coming out of that 401k. But in your life insurance policy, because it is a life insurance policy, you won't, it won't affect you as an income. Yes. That's awesome. Um, wow. Also, it's protected if you get a divorce. Now, I know I don't want to preach divorce. Hold think that when you get sued, what's ever in that life insurance policy, nobody can come for that. And, and also in, in, in the event of a divorce, mm-hmm. is what you're saying. Yeah. And even in the event of divorce, you just want to make sure you switch that person as your beneficiary. Take them yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Wow. This you're so like, I love, I appreciate how knowledgeable you are and I'm not as knowledgeable and you being able to um, just help me understand like what this really like more about this subject is just like, I really appreciate it. I really, I really appreciate it a whole lot. Yeah. Um, so two more things. Um, and my my thing is like not to be uh, negative or mean, but like people, I feel like life insurance like bores them, right? Or like you said, they don't know anything about it. Like when I found out about it, and I, like I said, when I talked to you all, just like oh my god, like I gave you energy because it's something that I'm interested in. How do you keep the conversation and keep that energy in something that? You know what I'm saying? People don't put much energy into. I, I like to say, I, I know insurance is not sexy at all. Right. So that's why I'm very particular about my content. Um, mm-hmm. For one, for me, it's showing who I am. Um, so for mine, I'm going to start with a little music, have a little jam session real quick. Yeah. 
and then I'm giving you nuggets. So before mm-hmm. I start working with people, I'm just I'm not even saying, hey, I want you to be a client. Right now, I'm just sending to my Instagram page so that you can see that you're getting knowledge all the time, just little nuggets. Like, okay, this succession plan I posted the other day. Um, for your business level, what are the three people that you need on your team? Because people don't think I need a team of people behind me backing me for my business. It's not a just it's not a me thing. You're self-employed. You're not a business owner at that point. You're wow. self-employed. And we don't become entrepreneurs to do everything. The whole goal is to have your freedom. So these little nuggets of how it's going to help build your lifestyle, which is why I'm tapping into people. Why? Why are you in the industry in the first place? Why, what, what drives you every time that you go out there on the road? What drives you to establish this business? Mm-hmm. What is the lifestyle that you want for your kids? Mm-hmm. That is in my mindset. It's not life insurance. I'm not even talking about life insurance half the time. I want to know what is motivating you to go. And I'm getting, and using mo- life insurance as the vehicle to make that happen. Yes. I like that. And that is something that motivates us truck drivers is providing for our families. And that's what motivated me is like, just like I said, just being able to do, do, even if I'm not here, I'm still here. I'm still providing for my family. Um, the next thing is like, I have a policy on my son. What do you think about insurance policies on children? Oh, they're necessary. Um, because it depends on what, what is it that you're trying to do? What, again, what are you looking to, 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 um, to, what is your vision for your family? Mm-hmm. Is it, for them to go to college? Is it for them to be entrepreneurs? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the younger you are, the cheaper the policy is. Um, right. And then you can, like you said, max them out. You could get a larger policy on them and they'll have that policy for the rest of their lives. Maybe you're going to start their retirement plan early. Because right. the earlier you start, you just really don't know when you're going to get these ailments. People get ailments at ages that you just don't expect. Like I have a friend at 28 had congestive heart failure. What? Why? How? How is it you? And, and, and we feel like we're invincible at a certain ages. Like before you, you turn 30, especially. I'm not getting nothing. You think that you're unstoppable, but you just don't know when you may become uninsurable. So the earlier you get the policy, the better you can build up their cat, their college fund. You can build mm-hmm. up the investment for their first business, their first truck, their first car, their first house. Yes, ma'am. That's what cultures are doing. That's why he has stuff way earlier. Um, we need to invest in our kids so that the legacy keeps going. Yes. And I don't Never. think people understand like that is an investment for your kid. Like not even not even monetary. Like well, it's monetary, but it's just like you're putting them on that path to where they have to think about like why did they why 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 do I already have a foundation for my life already built? Right. So you go back and you think about stuff like that. Like, what are they, they, they've had a, a life insurance policy. Like you said, it has that negative connotation to it, but it has also a massive benefit when you understand everything behind it. And that's just like, I think it's such a wonderful opportunity to be able to provide things like that. Like even for, for your, your son or your daughter, like just being able to set that foundation, give them that knowledge at like a, such a, like you said, at the beginning and them growing up and just having that there. It's right. just like, um, you're, you're giving them uh, a good start to life, right? 
And see, even though my targets are, um, this is only inside the trucking industry. Mm-hmm. I will do truckers as well. But not only that, I will do you guys as family. You know what I'm saying? I'll do yes. your household, your family to make sure you guys are covered as a whole as well. That's wonderful. Yeah, but my, my focus is trucking, but your family as a whole being covered is important to me. So I'm mm-hmm. looking at, you know, even border protection. Do you need more protection on your home? Or how do we add that in to make sure it's good? Because I would use preferably a term policy with living benefits on it with a possible um, um, a possible um, return of premium on it as well, especially if you're younger. These are things that you can protect you all the way around. Mm-hmm. My, my end to get, get you in is understanding the time plan, the success plan, but I can cover you as a whole. That's wonderful. I don't want to take up too much of your time on the weekend. I know you have things that you have to do. I want to know, um, like, what is what do you think the future looks like for our community? And like, what what do you what do you think that we can like do better? Like, what are what is something we can do to get this word out to help people understand that this isn't like a bad thing to have, right? Well, you can come follow me. The legacy. Yeah. Builder. Um, like I said, I'm going to be dropping nuggets um, all throughout the week, every week, to make sure you understand um, the importance of life insurance. Um, even though I'm not going to present it as that, it's going to be a little bit more colorful, but understanding how we can tap in and use this vehicle to benefit our futures. We, like I said, don't work for anything. We, we work and got into this industry because there's a lot of money to be made and we can do a lot more for our families mm-hmm. and we can build legacies and we can travel the world and we, it just sets us up for so much more. So one thing that I find is key is build your business as if you can one day sell it. Let's stop building businesses again to be self-employed. You need to be yeah. a step away from your business at some point. So how do you do that? Make sure you're properly insured. Make sure your paperwork is right. Right. And um, make sure that the key players that are in your business are covered as well so that if you need if something happens to them, again, even if they step away from your business, you can cash out on that as well. So yeah, just make sure you're protected. Protection is everything. Protect your assets. Your yep. business is the asset, and you're the greatest asset to your business. You preaching. I, I think this is wonderful. This is a great conversation. Thank you so much for coming on and speaking to me about this. Can you tell the people where... We can follow you, uh, Miss Tanisha Reed. Where can we follow you? Where, what do you need us to do? You can be following me on Instagram at The Legacy Builder. Um, you can follow me um, on Instagram at Truckers Insured, the number four life. The website is www.truckersinsured, the number four life. Um, and you can go on Facebook and YouTube. Okay. Oh, you have a YouTube channel too? It's three, it's three videos on there. Okay. <laughs> Just so they can go straight to my website. So really, if you go to my yeah. website, you'll see the one there. Um, that's the Legacy Builder. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Thank you so much again for coming on. Yeah, appreciate you. Thank you. You have a good weekend. Sure. All right, y'all. It's your boy, Chris Lee TV. And um, this has been another episode. We're signing out. Deuces.